Hello, Mr. Zach. How's it going, Drew? How's it going? I'm okay. Well, welcome to the Drew Kelly podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you for having me on. I know this has been, what, the fall? Um, so it's good Good to finally be on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, we, we, like, we did talk about uh, this 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 episode this podcast like uh during uh was it like a it wasn't a staff meeting right like i think i casually it was yeah it was early on in the year though it was probably october early november um so it took a little bit but we made it we made it oh yeah no no for sure and uh and and like i was happy to have a you know the big guns of of uh of res life ben kadamus on um i'm sure I'm sure people uh, enjoyed like enjoyed that. Um, I do hope to have him on again and again. Um, you know, because I think he has a lot to offer. But, anyways, um, are you stocked up on toilet paper? You know, you stocked up on soap and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like you, f- I hope you're not fighting out 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 at the stores. No, I'm good. I uh, I prioritize food. Um, I think that for me was the biggest thing. I think. Living by myself, having my own apartment, um, I can manage off of less of the other supplies than other people. So really just focused on food. My freezer is full of chicken right now. So I I think I'll be good. I think I'll be good. Yeah. And so the the, the apartment, it's it's back on campus, right? It's still okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Still living on campus. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's, it's, it's nice. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So I went to... Let's see. I went to is it Price Right, Price Chopper, either one of those uh, in mm-hmm. Worcester, and I saw it. You know, it 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 kind of like reminded me of a of a zombie apocalypse, kind of, on a lesser scale, right? Um, no fires or death or anything, but uh, <laughs> well, well, death, yes. I mean, death, but not all around, right? Death, I think. Yeah. death toll mm-hmm. unfortunately twenty thousand or some at this point now but yeah i it, it was just it was so it was so stupid i think that that's the best word that i i mean i don't know about stupid but mm, i think it was just very it's very strange to see people with you know two carts full of stuff food everything else and long lines and this and that boxes you know not you know shelves cleared out uh what do you how do you think the best i mean you you being a teacher and all you know i i have a lot of respect for teachers i think they um you know i think they are very mm, smart i think they're very smart how would you say (laughs) how do you think people should like go about um going to the supermarkets and not really seeing much right should they panic not panic yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't know if my education background really gives me any any type of expertise to talk on this or or really any value, to be honest with you. Um, but I think the the number one thing is I, I think we all have a responsibility to look to uh, look out for each other as, well as helping ourselves. Um, so I think really trying to be intentional about what you're buying and not overstocking on items that you don't desperately need. Um, to ensure that others in the community have access to what they need. I think right now that's one of the biggest things that we can do 
Um, and then obviously just uh, not going out as much as you can. Um, I know back in Massachusetts and in California for you, we have our shelter in place or our stay at home advisories. Um, so really only trying to go out when it's necessary. It's not fun. It's not ideal, but it's kind of the situation we're in. Yeah. Um, and, and I think and you so, just got to make the best of it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and doing, you know, doing the, 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 the whole zoom, the, the FaceTime, the the calling. Yeah. Do you think that p- people should follow the rules? I mean, should they not f- 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 follow the rules? Well, well, first, right? Let's let's first establish kind of like what the rules are. So, I mean, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Some of the rules that I can think of are okay. Ma- maintain six feet from others. Um, do not go really in public places without gloves and masks to prevent the spread right um take care of your health meaning uh you know go out or not go really go out i guess but sort of get exercise um eat eat well so that your immune system is strong and and um i think the main i think the main reason why i'm asking uh, should we follow the rules or not follow the rules is is because of how much of a damper this whole situation has put on our daily lives i mean right it's 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 frustrating so what do you think follow not follow kind of follow and why yeah i think i think obviously we're in a situation where this isn't ideal um, no one wants to have to have to take all these measures to um, avoid risk. Um, although what I will say is again, not having the expertise or the knowledge or, or really the background to be able to speak on my own behalf on this. Um, I really turned to looking at experts and what I've seen the majority of people in the medical field saying is make sure that you are following these rules, make sure that you are social distancing, that when you go in public, you're reducing any risk of not only getting the, uh, the virus for yourself, but also spreading it if you are possibly asymptomatic. So I think it's really important that we do follow the procedures that they're setting out because again, this isn't something that one of us in our everyday lives is gonna have the expertise on. Nothing in my life has prepared me to know the best procedure to go forward in a situation like this. So I think we really have to defer um, to others. And that's kind, of, that's kind of how I'm following it. And that's how I'm encouraging the people in my life um, to follow it. And again, I know it's not the most exciting um especially you know both of us are people that really enjoy that that human interaction that human aspect of of getting out and seeing people so that part is definitely tough but i think you you have to manage that in the short term for the long-term benefit of not only yourself but the communities around you Hmm. yeah yeah i mean i do agree right um nothing in my life also has prepared me to deal with COVID-19, you know, I still remember back, it was, it was in a staff meeting, Worcester Hall. Um, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. So just like a bit of background for, for the audience, this is uh, Zachary Lynch. He's the RD of Worcester Hall at Assumption College. I'm the RD. I'm sorry, I am the RA. Excuse me. <laughs> He's the RD. I'm, I'm, I'm the RA. All right. Uh, worked, worked under him for... Um, it would have been two years or a year and a half, but two years. But yeah, I'm sorry, year. What am I saying? So semester, semester That's one. Right. Yeah, it's been like six months. <laughs> one and a half semesters. Um, 
Yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay, I, I still remember in a staff meeting when uh, Matthew Sanchez, the co-RA of Worcester, said uh, he he mentioned me, uh, memes already of the coronavirus. I think it was back late January. Yeah, I still remember when it was a funny thing. I mean, it's still a funny thing, kind of, but not not as funny as it as it as it once was. I still remember when, like when it was hilarious, right? It was like, oh, coronavirus, what's that? Right. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that this has shown us is um, there really isn't a whole lot of knowledge about things that can pop up this quickly um, within our society. And I think, again, it's one of those things. I, I think we all saw the memes. We all saw those things getting passed around. And I, I'm sure at different points, there were all the Corona and Lyme jokes going around, um, <laughs> all of that stuff. And I think I think it's one of those things that before it became a reality for a lot of people, before it started setting into their lives, it was something that was funny. It was something they could laugh at. But as soon as you get that reality, it hits and you start seeing aspects of your life changing. I think that's when people respond to things, which again, it's, I don't think that's a positive or negative thing. It's, it's just interesting to see come out of this situation. Right. Right. And, and what can people learn from, from this experience? Because, you know, I have my own, I have my own teachings that I'm trying to teach myself, but I mean, what in general do you, do, do you think people could learn from all of this once, let's say, for example, it, it ends or even now, right? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I'll tackle the now part first. I think, whether you're working from home, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people have lost their jobs because of this. Um, whatever whatever your circumstance may be, it's likely that you're going to have a lot of time to kind of reflect and, and look at look at yourself and look at your own strengths and weaknesses. I think this is a great time for me, especially as I'm working from home, to try to work on some of those aspects of myself, especially in a work environment that I'm not great at, of the organization, the um working on setting up more timelines and setting up more schedules to get things done. It's not a strength of mine, but this is allowing me to have a, a place where I can do that and I can really, really stick to it and be consistent with it. Um, so I think people can look um, within to, to try to develop themselves a little more during this time. Yeah. I think it, I think it's really difficult to see what the, what the long-term lesson from this is going to be, because I don't think, Honestly, we're near the end of this. I think we still have a while to go through this. And I think there's going to be a lot of different things that, that happen as this progresses. And um, I think we just kind of need to take it as it comes right now. And I think trying to worry too much about what's coming down the line is just going to, I can only really speak for myself, just stress people out. Or it, it definitely stresses myself out. So I think just trying to take every day by itself and, and getting through one day at a time um is kind of what we do now and then we can look back at the end and and try to get lessons from it at that point yeah 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 and um yeah so i was watching this i was watching this um this bit from um i'm sorry a a short snippet of an episode um of the joe rogan podcast on youtube and uh i forget the name of of the guest uh, like his name would probably help, but he was a either an epidemiologist or a medical professional of mm-hmm. some sort who studied this. Uh, this COVID nineteen, 
uh, no, no, I'm sorry. His, 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 his function in the world was to, was to like, he termed himself or he termed his work. Uh, he was like the virus or illness or um, a disease. What's it like? The like investigator or like the principal investigator mm. or the de- detective, right? Like his job was to like try and stop the spread of diseases and like investigate them and so forth, right? Um, and so he said, uh, this is not a sprint, right? This is not even sort of like a medium length run. I mean, this is like mm-hmm. kind of like a half marathon, like half marathon. This this whole thing that we're living under right now is going to last for for a while. It's not going to just be over and done with. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, as 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 easy as it is to be stressed out, you know, I'm doing my very best to just stay calm and just accept it. Right. I think acceptance is very is very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring forward to you is obviously this is impacting everyone's lives in different ways um, for you. Um, it's it's forced you off of campus for the end of your senior year. How uh, how is that kind of processing been? Are, are you still working through that? Where, where are you at with that? Oh, man. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm uh, I'm still very, uh, very salty. Right. There's there's a lot <laughs> of salt, dude. I have gout like I have high cholesterol because of how much salt is still that I have to work through. I, I mean, I mean, okay. So, right. I am currently a senior at Assumption College, uh, now taking online courses, but this whole, right. So this was supposed to be it, right. I mean, you know, Zach, you of a, you know, Southern New, New, New Hampshire alumnus, mm-hmm. right. Snoo. Um, senior year is kind of it, right. It's sort of that culmination of, ever since you were four years old, your school career and this, that, and the other, um, senior week. Um, I don't don't know if you had one. I don't know if you had to pay for it, but we did. It was, I think, I don't know, two, 200 some dollars. And I don't know if we're going to get the refund, if we're not going to get one. Um, you know, the commencement was now instead of May 10, it's supposed to be now August 22, 23. And mm. how am I feeling? I, I, I guess in, 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 in general, right. Um, frustrated, right. It's, it's more yeah. difficult for me to do the schoolwork now because now I'm thinking, well, oh my gosh, there's, there is still motivation because I've gone this far. Right. And I still should complete it, but it's just, it's just, it's just tougher. Right. It's, you know, it's tougher. And, and then plus also, I'm back home, right? And so back home during the breaks, during the winter and the summer breaks have always been, okay, well, I come home and I just fool around, right? I don't really take anything too seriously. There's no Mm -hmm. set schedule. There's no, there are no classes or assignments I have to do or go to. So, but then now I'm home and then I, it's harder because I now have to, disassociate home with with not having anything to do right um mm-hmm. that's that's really yeah. so but you know i'm working through it and i think you know we i just have to be grateful I, I i still have to be grateful i don't think i have it i don't think i have the coronavirus uh, i've taken i'm starting now to take more 
precautionary measures to prevent myself from from getting it um and so i will then flip the the question back to you in your uh rd uh spot you know Mm -hmm. position how how are you dealing with with you know all of your your uh ras having to leave and also everybody in the dorm and how and 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 tell me how how quiet is it how quiet it is in, in, in Worcester Hall. It is it is scary quiet, especially because you're not here. Normally, you know, when you're here, you hear your voice carrying through the hall a lot. Um, but you know it, it is <laughs> wait, 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 wait. My voice? My voice? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. dude, thanks, man. Yeah, that's a that's a compliment. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure if it is, but if you want to take it as one, that's fine. Um No, it it in all honesty, it's um it's really confusing and it's really Mm. difficult right now. Um, All of the work that we do throughout uh, residential life, whether it's, um, whether it's the RAs, uh, the RDs, the ACs, the directors, it's all student driven. Um, And everything we do revolves around serving students to the best of our ability. And that's really, really difficult to do when we don't have students here. Um, Especially when, for all of you, it's still a transition into this online um, kind of sphere and trying to figure out how you're going to navigate that. For us to try to step in and do our work on top of that right now would be very overwhelming. Um, so for a lot of a lot of our work right now is um, trying to figure out how we're going to navigate the um, kind of the next, uh, I guess, time period for the rest of the semester at this point. Um, while also making sure that we're not overwhelming students or actually harming students in our attempt to provide them resources, information programming, whatever that may be. Um, yeah. But again, it's it's weird working working from home while trying to do student centered work. It's it's certainly different. Yeah, yeah, you know, the uh, students centered online seems seems counterintuitive. Um, art. Are you gig? Are you are? I'm sorry. Is the is the department uh, taking any me- measures to receive f- feedback f- 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 from the students? Right. Uh, so, like you say, to not overwhelm students. Is is there any sort of way that you that you and your coworkers are gauging to not overwhelm or to prevent? No, that's a really good question. Um, I think right now, again, a lot of the things that we want to do, we haven't really started being ambitious about because we know this transition period. I mean, we just had students move out four or five days ago, not even. Um, so it right now it's in such a such a place that I feel like without even putting anything out there in different uh, ways, shapes, and forms can be really overwhelming. Um, from a lot of students that I've talked to, they have many emails a day coming in from professors, they're still trying to figure out how they are going to be able to work through this um, online learning kind of transition. Um, so I think really it's gonna be something that as we start to implement more of the things that we want to do, we'll be looking for that feedback. Um, and I think one of the things that's difficult for us and we're gonna to have to just accept is that there are students that are not going to respond to whatever methods that we put out um, through this online platform. When you're working with students in person, you can be really, really intentional about how to 
individualize a lot of that stuff, really um, work with them where they're at and, and tailor things exactly to what they need. You know that with your programming. Yeah. Um, that that's going to be a lot more difficult to do online, um, especially when any type of communication is going to be delayed because it requires either setting up a Zoom meeting, emailing back and forth, setting up a call, whatever it may be, all that's going to slow down. Um, so I think it's going to take a lot of work on um, not only our, our end as, as a Res Life staff, but also um, a lot of buy-in from students. And I think that puts an additional pressure on our department to come up with things that are meaningful and we're not just doing stuff to do stuff because I, I really think again with the experience that the students are going through that would be a real disservice to them exactly yeah yeah uh, the the uh intentionality of it like i think is important and um you, you know if 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 for example uh you tell us right us as in the ras mm-hmm. l- l- let me just say some names right um so flips it's always so it's flips maddie Matt squared, so Matt Canning, <laughs> Matt Sanchez, Morgan, Sophia, and then Trudy. Oh, poor Trudy! Oh my gosh, let's just let's talk about Trudy for 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 just a quick minute here. Uh, like any updates on her? Uh, she was abroad, right? Right. Yeah, I I uh, talked to her a little bit ago. Um, I know she was headed back to the states at one point. I I haven't heard back from her recently, but I'm I'm hoping to soon. Um, again, I, I think. I, I really want to make sure that we're not losing sight of any student that includes our students that um, were abroad. I know we had pulled back our, our Italy campus students. Um, obviously Trudy was in a different place, but um, I, I'm hoping to hear back from her soon. And, and my, my thoughts are with her at this point, um, again, just as they are with every other student though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Trudy. Like I hope you're, I, I hope you're doing okay. If you, if you ever come across this, uh, it's podcast recording, um, right? Like, just know that our, just, like, just know that your Worcester Hall family is with you and in, in spirit. Um, but like, anyways, back to what I was saying. If if you tell us, Zach, if uh, you know, if like, if you tell us, hey guys, let's let, let's do some sort of virtual programming, blah blah, right, right, uh, uh, program, and you know, I would, I would, I would. I would like that. That would be interesting. Um, but yes, with anything that we do now, uh, the uh, intentionality is important. Like, I want to ask you another question. Um, yeah. So, right, I said previously that uh, apparently, according to medical professionals, um, this COVID-19 situation is going to be more of a long-term uh, situation. So, has the has the Department of Residential Life prepared for the starting the fall semester virtually, uh, re- remotely? Um, has there been any sort of thoughts on that? Um, again, to be completely honest with you, um, everything I heard gives us the indication that that won't be something that will happen, that people should be back on campus. We should be um, past kind of um, the, the height of this um, this COVID curve, I guess, however you want to phrase that. Um, so it, there haven't been any discussions along that way. I, the plan has always been to have students back on campus for the, the start of the fall. Um, and again, it's one of those things that any 
decision that goes on with students on campus um, isn't actually a res life decision. It's it's we are just the responders to that. Um, mm. But we're going ahead. We're we're still going to be planning our our training for our new RAs. We're going to be planning our openings. We're going to be doing all of that just like we would any other year. Um, our office is still working as as usual. Um, actually, I'm excited because we're actually going to be able to ramp up some things and be innovative and and look at how we can improve in a lot of different ways, which um, will be an exciting thing um, for us oh, good. to focus nice. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. And so, yeah. I mean, um, I think right now, uh, my message to everybody um, is stay positive and. You know, now's the time for leisure, right? I mean, but not just leisure. Uh, now's the time to improve. Let's say, um, let's say you read that book that you've always wanted to, or start reading the Bible, right? I know that a lot that a lot of people don't really read read the Bible as much as you should, and like as much as they would like to or should um like even if you don't believe right it's still a pretty nice piece of writing that i I mean i I mean it's a it's a it's a it's a library right it's sort of like a library um you know call call that friend call that uncle who you've seen like at the family of barbecues every year that you don't really talk to start that podcast i don't know um uh, yeah and you know, I was talking to my mom uh, today and, you know, her, her and I, uh, like, we're both believers in Christ uh, in Jesus. And um, we were talking about how maybe, you know, this is sort of a bold statement, but maybe the world was getting too far from Jesus, from God, right? And... God kind of said, you know what, guys, like, I'm going to slap you up a bit. Here's COVID-19, and I'm going to uh, uh, allow it to spread internationally in order to get people to just focus on what's truly important. Like, because, yes, as much as we hate tragedy, as much as we hate hardship, heck, like as much as we hate going to the gym and lifting weights and being uncomfortable, um, it's still it's still good good for us. Uh, that thing that's 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 good for us. S- like uh, struggle, struggle is good for us. But um, yeah, I mean, what do you think? I mean, is it is it a divine intervention? Is it just random chance? You know, I, it's it's one of those things. I I don't know. I, there's no possible way for me to give an answer on that. I think. The one thing that, that I always like to stress is I, I always I always tempt people to try not to go down that path of um, divine intervention for progress. And that's not a, an anti-belief thing. Again, um, it, 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 anyone who wants to who wants to choose that as their their way of, of viewing it, I totally respect that. Um, I think the difficulty that I have with that is um, it it puts the losses that are having and the grief that's happening um, in a difficult light, I think, to process. Um, and the one thing that, that I, I really, I really struggle with, with that is um, 
that viewpoint of if you were to have a family member or a close one or, or someone in, in your circle that that did unfortunately um, contract the virus and get very ill or, um, or passed away, unfortunately, um, it, I think that view is is really difficult to kind of process. Um, so I, I think everyone is going to look at this in their own way and everyone's going to process this in their own way. The way the way I like to process this is that this is an opportunity for all of us to be able to come together. I think we were in a time of, of great division, especially within the country. Um, I think this is a time for us to come together and, and really put each other first rather than our own individual needs. Um, and again, I, I think if it brings people any type of solitude to, to think that this is divine intervention, to feel that this is divine intervention, then by all means, um, power, power to them to, um, to believe that. Um, because again, at this point, people, people are going to be looking for whatever, whatever relief or whatever type of, of um, kind of calm of mind that like, they can get. Like hope. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of hope of uh, exactly. peace of mind yeah. or, or like a reason because I do know that human beings love a reason. We love <laughs> yep. sort of uh, like a- evidence and facts and, oh, you're wrong and this is why or this is what happened because blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's it's very tough with, you know, so I'm I'm reading a- Angels, and, Angels and Demons by Dan Brown and it was very interesting. Um, the, you know, okay, so in the plot, Science, science is pinned up against religion and vice versa, and their enemies. But Leonardo Vetra, right, the his, the mm-hmm. the Catholic priest who's also a physicist, right? He thinks that science and religion can work together, and it's a very nice plot. Uh, I r- recommend for those who have not read angels and demons by dan brown i am not a paid sponsor but i do enjoy the book like i do enjoy the the book um yeah it's very interesting to to think about divine intervention divine uh determination uh jesus and the bible and science all that's very interesting so on the one hand we have okay well scientists so then scientists search for truth in the in the physical world and um you know uh catholics buddhists um jews i don't know any other like religious sect um out there in the world there i think they're they are also trying to find uh truth and uh, correct me if i'm wrong they're trying to find some sort of yeah i mean truth yeah it's they're also trying to find some sort of like reason for whatever happens in their life and they're you know they're trying to find peace and they're trying to right with prayer and with other um practices and so right for 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 me i've always looked at well hmm what am i doing here on earth and then i tried to say okay well catholicism has lasted for what two thousand years now right well what it 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 was created not really yeah well i mean yeah it created so with saint peter and um and uh jesus and his 
his passion. And so it's, it's lasted for, for 200 years, for 2000 years, more or less. And, you know, I was at a Bible study at Assumption and it was very interesting. One of the freshmen, I'm so proud. He's a freshman. Um, Shout out to Mr. Wiley Malcolm. I think that's his last name. He said, Hey guys, well, you know, if, if you're, if you're ever struggling with uh, belief, just think about this, something that has lasted like 2000 years, there's something to it, right? There's something to the Bible. There's something to Jesus. There's something about this belief system that has lasted this long, right? Because, you know, I like to think about it in terms of, right? I mean, Zach, actually, this is a question for you. Yeah. Why do you think that we still read Mark Twain? Like, why do you think we still read Socrates or Plato or all of the, you know, quote unquote classics, right? Why? I I think it comes down to a cultural impact. And I think um, you can transfer that over to any religion. Um, I think regardless of your beliefs and regardless of whether or not you accept um, what, whatever that writing is um, from, again, whatever, whatever religious um, background that comes from, I think the reason that they've lasted is because they've allowed people to interpret the world um, and and kind of forge their own path forward in some way. I think at the end of the day, especially in a scenario like we're in right now, when there's so much uncertainty, we talked about it a little bit earlier, whether you're looking towards science or you're looking towards religion or whatever you're looking towards, you're looking for answers. Because right now we're in a scenario and and there have been other scenarios like this throughout time. people don't know what to do. And when people don't know what to do, it's human nature to look for something that will allow them to move forward. And I think religion is one of those aspects that people can look to. Um, and it, it, it is something that will give people answers and, and give people um, kind of a direction to move forward with. Um, and I think, again, that's, it's, it's something that you have to respect during a time like this. I think um, it does, doesn't do anyone good. I know there's, again, a lot of division between the science and, and religion world in a lot of places. And I think it, in a time like this, um, where really this, it, it is fair for people to worry at this point, um, to respect the way that people are going to look for those answers and respect the way that people are going to look to move forward. Um, again, I think it all comes down to coming together rather than moving apart. I think as as long as we can, we can find a way to respect those things. Um, it goes back again. These things did last for a reason. And it's because they've given people guidance and they've given people that clarity to move forward. Um, and I think that's important to remember, especially in a time like now. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 for sure. I, like, I do agree with you. The, the answers and the truth um, is what I think every human being is sort of like, sort of like either consciously or unconsciously is striving for because Mm -hmm. truth is awesome we love it but we hate it at the same time so anyways but and so like i also want to um speak about let's see uh the the ability to like travel right so i mean do you have any travel plans i don't i don't part of that is just circumstance i mean my my work year was still planning to go on for um for really up until the end of june um anyways so didn't have any travel plans um 
if I had, wouldn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 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 for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, um, I was listening also to this, uh, do you, do you know who a uh, Russell brand is? Yep. Yeah. 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 He, he, I think he has this YouTube, uh, channel now. Um, I mean, I think it started a while ago. I don't know when it started, but, um, yeah, he, I, I was scrolling through YouTube, you know, those, those strange YouTube suggestions where you're kind of like, why is this recommended to me? But it's still like, <laughs> but then you still click on it. Like, but then you still click on it for some reason. So, you, like, I you guess end that, up doing that for three hours. And yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, yeah, dude, it's just like a, it's just like a whole thing. Um, but yeah, he, 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 he said, um, he was saying the difference between essential travel and non-essential travel, you know, and then I started to think about, oh my gosh, well, pollution and how now I guess, right, quote unquote, the earth can breathe and the earth can have a rest because there's not that much activity or activities halted now. And, you know, I just, yeah, yeah. But anyways, anyways, um, like enough about this COVID and the <laughs> yeah, thing. We, like, we I can think move we, past it. We can, yeah, we're like beating it to to death at this point. But um, oh man, well, let's see, let's see. So I think being a, I think being a senior is very nice. You know what I mean? Um, like um, it's they like it's very exciting. Uh, a graduation is right there. Um, I mean, not the commencement, but yeah, it's it's right there. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I had this talk, this talk last last, if not this semester, well, it, it was last semester about, hey, you know, well, it's gonna sneak up on you, and it's gonna, you know, it's 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 a bittersweet, and you know, I'm just happy that I was able to have the time I had, and yeah, yeah, that's I think that's good. But um, do you do you plan on going back to to teaching? Wow. Um, At some point, you know, it's never going to be something I'll rule out. I think one thing that I'm really passionate about um, is, uh, or one thing I'm really grateful for is that I have passions for both higher education and um, teaching in in a normal classroom um, setting. I I feel really grateful, not only that I have the passion, but this goes back to um, something that um, Ben talked about in your podcast with him is that I feel like I have the ability and I'm good at both. Um, ben talked a lot about um, passion versus ability. And that sometimes the things that you really, really love, you're not good at. Um, and I, I feel very grateful mm-hmm. to feel. And again, you, you would know better than anyone else for the higher ed one that I, I not only am passionate about what I do, but I can be effective um, both within higher ed, but also within a classroom. Um, so it'll never be something I rule out. I love the classroom teaching, but at this point, um, I, I cannot get enough of everything within the higher ed and student affairs world. Um, I think it, I think it really gives me um, a student interaction with a group of students that I, I feel like I can really positively connect to. Um, one thing I really appreciate about working with college students is that there is that maturity and there is that um, there really is that sense of responsibility where you can really approach and talk to them and, and help them grow as individuals while still holding that line of, of they're going to be responsible for their own actions and they can own that. 
And I think that's a little more difficult to do with seventh graders. It's really difficult to get seventh graders to oh, own their actions. Um, <laughs> seventh graders are just nightmare. They're just, it's, oh, it, it's a, it's a, it's, oh, you, you love that? Yeah, seventh and eighth <laughs> like grade. Awkward time well, in their seventh, lives. Eighth, seventh and eighth grade. That's my, that was my group. You're right. And wow. it is, it is the most awkward age. Um, I think that to me, that, that brought a lot of joy. Um, one, knowing that you're there as a resource for them in such a difficult part of their life and such a, such a meaningful way of, you don't even realize the impact you can make. Um, and you worked within a school, you can, you can talk to some of that too. Um, you don't even understand the impact that you're having on a lot of the people that you interact with within any education standpoint, whether that be um, elementary, middle, high school, higher ed, whatever it is. Um, I think one of the things that, that I always talk to people when they're talking about going into education or higher ed is, and one of the things that they bring up is, I love knowing that I'm helping people. I love knowing that I'm helping people achieve something that they didn't know they could achieve. Um, you don't know that a lot of the time. You won't hear back about the impact you make. You won't know the difference that you made. And I think that's something that um, I, I feel lucky that that is something that I can function without. I don't need that recognition. I don't need to know the difference I make. I can just be confident in my own ability um, to make that difference. But there is, to me, there's, there's nothing greater than being able to work with students, especially on a college campus and watch that growth. Um, and just watch them develop. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I was talking to uh, a previous professor of mine. Shout out to Professor Stoner if you ever need. I'm sorry, need. <laughs> if, if you ever are exposed to this episode, uh, um, professor of f- philosophy, right? I had assumption he 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 mentioned that in- instructors do not know if they're being effective really at all sometimes but yeah you know like i do like how you how you said that you can just rest in your in in your confidence in yourself that you that you are making a difference and 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 yes you know i'll speak a bit of my experience as an intern at an elementary school it was fifth and sixth grade so not quite seventh or eighth but still approaching the awkward phase Mm -hmm. It, it it was just it was, it was just fun i think i think it was fun um i think it was very i think it was very um it was an ability for me to uh, let's see let's see like i'm searching for the right words like, like it was the ability to uh to 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 grow i think in in confidence in myself because these kids look up to you right mm-hmm. they're so sort of amazed that I don't know about amazed but they just they they look to you for for guidance and and it's nice to feel important and useful so yes yeah that's what I'll say um and so have you ever thought about becoming a college professor um I I honestly haven't it's really not something that's kind of on the landscape that that I think about um again I I really enjoy um what I'm doing right now within the student affairs world. And whether that means would I would I turn down an opportunity far down the line to be able to teach some type of some type of class in some way, shape, or form. I, I can't really speak to that right now. But again, I I'm so early in my career. Um, 
again, like you mentioned, I've, I've been doing this for, I don't know, six months now, um, six, seven months. Um, so really I'm, I'm still trying to gain my footing while experiencing new things and, and being open to, to new challenges every single day. So I think I have a lot to learn about myself and a lot to grow and develop before I can really start looking at long-term goals. And I think that's um, something that I'm, I'm excited about. I'm excited to not know a lot of what I need to be doing. I'm excited to be able to work not only with myself, but also I have an amazing group and you know this, an amazing group of um, Res Life staff around me, um, whether it be the directors um, or uh, Judy, our other area coordinator or um, any of the RDs uh, or any of the RAs. I've learned so much already this year from all of them. And I continue to learn so much from all of them um, that I'm really not trying to get too far ahead of myself. And I really just want to um, be the most effective area coordinator I can be right now. Um, and then once I feel like I'm ready for that next challenge, that'll be something I start thinking about. But I'm still so early in this that I got I gotta, I gotta a lot more learning to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's very interesting i just you know i i caught this we treat the future as if it's an actual thing when it's really not yeah. right the, the, the future does not even doesn't even exist so yes i do agree with you and i do and i do like how you said still early in my career you know i'm trying to learn and f- figure out still and get my foot in the door so that's so, 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 so that's great. I commend you for that because a lot of people like me, like <laughs> me, I'm guilty of that. Uh, you know, worrying and trying to plan the future when all of a sudden, you know, COVID nineteen comes and you know ruins your plans. I guess, but uh, yeah, sure. I don't know about ruin, <laughs> but sort of like it. All, it changes. Puts you it changes on a, it changes yeah exactly it's it's just the change it's that's that's all it is it's all it really is it's just the change and and yeah yeah so um but yeah 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 so like i wanted to 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 um ask you about like let's see let's see i saw i so like i read this i read i was reading Excuse me. Let's let's back up for a second. I was I fo- I follow and I consume contents put out by Robinhood. And if you don't know of uh, Robinhood, it it is this investment platform for um I don't know about for any particular a- age group, but it's this app where you could buy shares of companies straight from your straight from your smartphone. And so I have some stocks or whatever, but I was reading. Um, the emails they send out, I think it's every week, and it and it and it read this remote learning, like remote way of doing business environment could could forever change the way we deal with each other. We do mm-hmm. business with each other. Uh, you know, I know that you have more experience uh, on this earth than I do uh, by quite a few years. Uh, so. I mean- like um, two or three. <laughs> eh, eh, two or three. I'm not that hey, old. It's still, Girl, I'm not that old. You know, the, <laughs> look, you know, you know, it's it's very commendable when like when a guy like like when a person's like, no, hold on, w- w- wait a minute, I'm not that old. That, that's really funny. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I'm like, I'm a 22 years old. You're probably like 24 yeah. or something. But, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, some opportunities speak on that, right? Some, do you think? I mean, obviously things are change changing, but with with such a great change in, especially in business, right? Um, what do you think are some industries that will <laughs> either fade out or change or like speak on that right speak on the 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 the, the, the change the change and like the, the therefore the immense opportunities i mean i just very excited some someone about. much much smarter um from a from a market standpoint would have to really help you with that um what i can say though is i i do think it is providing a lot of different industries a look at um whether or not they they can work remotely, whether or not they can um, change the way that they structure things. Um, I think that's something that every single, I, regardless of what your business, what your uh, company, whatever, whatever your employment is, um, I think every single uh, place of employment should be looking at that right now. As people move to um, remote work or remote learning, whatever whatever segment they're in, I think every single place should be evaluating this for its effectiveness. Um, again, I, I don't have any market insights to share. Again, that that's for someone else that's much, much smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there will be, sorry, sorry. no, no, no. I, I do think there will be um, changes in, in especially certain different um, industries um, that could play out again someone else is going to have to figure out how those play out and hopefully they'll let me know before they let everyone else. So I can make some money off of it, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, exactly. You know, yeah. I, I think right now it's, we need to just have the human response to this. And I think um, there are going to be people that figure that stuff out and are going to make money off of it, but I'm, I'm much more focused on the, how can I help other people through this um, rather yeah. than looking then, for and- those growth opportunities and then so education will change right so can you can can you speak a bit about that uh i'm sorry can you speak a bit upon how you think uh education will change right so let's start off with let's start off with um for your seventh and eighth graders how do you think that playing field will change you know it's it's really interesting um i think one of the unfortunate kind of byproducts of this is that it is going to um, cause education to become unbalanced from a socioeconomic standpoint or an accessibility standpoint. Um, a lot of work is probably going to be moved online um, as far down as, as elementary or middle schools. And anytime that, that you transition work from in school to outside of schools, um, you start looking at whether or not students will have access or the ability to succeed within that work, depending on what their home life looks like, depending on what resources they have outside of school. Um, Unfortunately, we're not at a place yet where we have the financial ability to have every single student have um, technology that they can bring home from schools with them. And especially if you're transitioning to uh, remote learning, that's going to put a lot of strain on a lot of those students. Um, it's also probably going to put a lot of strain on a lot of educators and in um, school systems uh, by having to 
mass-produced printout that they normally wouldn't or mass-produced um, notes or however they're going to need to get that information across. Um, but again, I think this is a this is a great opportunity for every single department and every single school district uh, across the entire world to really evaluate um, the most effective way to be doing their education. Um, my education background, um, I'm very much an inquiry-based person. Um, I did a year of student teaching in a completely project-based environment. Um, so no tests, no quizzes, um, very little homework. It was all based on students um, working collaboratively um, using 21st century skills to create a, a project or a product that would demonstrate their um, knowledge or ability in a subject. Um, so I'm even thinking about that and the collaboration piece gets more difficult if students don't have technology. So I am worried for a large population um, that, that won't have the resources to succeed to the same level that others do. Um, so I think, I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of, I don't know about instant change, yeah. but a lot of discussion for change within the education world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and so um, I'm sure you're familiar with the Khan Academy mm -hmm. as a, as an instructor. And, you know, I've, I've, um, I've seen the emails that Khan Academy as, as the organization there, they're they're expanding their operations because of the uh, increased demand yeah. that has been happening. And I think that that's that 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 is great not only for um the CEO and creator uh Sal Salcon Salcon uh, because I I do believe in his mission um and so that that just you know that's that's one change and that's one opportunity right there and so to you know that's 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 good but but then i also want to um address your point of okay well that will create i'm sorry this 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 re re remote learning environment will create some sort of inequality or some sort of issue for access and so i could think of only one solution not really. I mean, there there are many solutions, but one one big solution that I could think of is, well, going to um, the 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 public libraries, right, and seeing the the uh, the availability of of technology there. You know, per, perhaps we could, or you know, state uh, state 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 governments, municipal governments, um, can try and look at how many households do not have internet mm -hmm. access and do their best to try and um, sort of like close the gap between those who do have internet access and those who don't, those who have right uh, access to laptops and tablets and so forth in their households versus those that don't. And, really just like examining the what's the term the the technological um, exposure among the youth of uh, of America because you know I was so during my 200 hour internship at Flag Street Elementary Worcester Mass they made a deal with Google uh, Google Chromebooks mm -hmm. now are at a 
can be um, available at a far cheaper price at the public schools. And an English teacher, let's see if I can like recall her name, Mrs. Mrs. Grilla. Yep, yep. Shout out to Mrs. Grilla. She um she was telling her class, a, a class of fifth graders, that they are growing up in an age where you almost need to be uh, technologically fluent. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, speaking on opportunity, like, I just think that this is awesome, that, that, that uh, this is great. But do you think that education, well, first off, let me just ask you this really hard question. In, in one or two sentences, but no more than two sentences. I mean, that's sentences. a challenge for me already. You're already asking me, though. <laughs> that's, that's the toughest part of the question right there. Go ahead. Go. That's, that's that's draining. It's draining. What? So no more than two sentences. Um. What is education? Wow. Um. I, I think education. Um. The primary objective of education. Um. Should be giving uh, students uh, the skills needed to navigate um, in today's society. Um, whether that be actual practical knowledge or um, 21st century skills such as communication, collaboration, um, anything along those lines, I think it's really important that um, we really set up our students to succeed, not only from a knowledge standpoint, but from an ability to contribute um, standpoint. And the wording there was horrible, but that's what happens when you only give me two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure that if I, you know, uh, I gave you, it, it was smart. Like, it was, uh, it was a, it was a smart choice. I could have yeah. talked for three hours about it. <laughs> well, I mean, not only is um, the topic of education very exciting, it's also very intricate and complex. But um, yes, <laughs> thank you for doing your best. I, I'm sure if I gave you, you know, gave that question to you as a, as a, as a has an assignment uh, for homework, you would have just done you'd A plus, A plus. Yes, I really like the, the, how you say about the opportunity, sorry, the abilities, giving students the opportunities to build up their capabilities to contribute, right? Having, having gone to a project-based learning high school for one mm -hmm. semester, um, and you having taught in a project-based institution for for some time, it was very, very essential to be able to be multifaceted yeah. as a as a contributor to the team. That you know you have to work on several uh, domains of human functionality, and so that's that's important. And um, yeah, that's 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 that that's pretty much what education sort of is aligned to. And so the the reason why I was asking that question was because I I like I wanted to ask you about okay, well, if everything was only online, right? We we miss that human interaction yeah. aspect of what education mm -hmm. has been. And so you know, do you think that is good, bad, better, worse? 
what's your take on that one? I think initially my my answer would be worse. Um, and just because I think there would be a lot of difficulties with trying to figure out how to get people to collaborate and communicate effectively. Um, and again, that's just a huge part of my own educational philosophy is that the collaboration, the communication, um, the ability to work together towards something is immensely important um, within education. Um, those skills are immensely important. Um, and I think it would be very, very difficult at first to really um, figure out effective ways to do that and not just say, do this Zoom meeting and talk about this just to say that you're communicating. Um, long term, I, I really couldn't give you an answer just because there's nothing there for me to base it off of. Um, I, mm. I, I'll be honest, I'm doing my master's online and I have never once um, collaborated with anyone else um, in any of my courses. We write discussion board posts, we answer them. Sometimes I'll respond back and that's the extent of all the collaboration and communication I have with people in my courses. Um, so I, I do worry about that aspect of education um, if, if this was yeah. to be a, a longer term transition. However, I, I will say um, there are some incredibly, incredibly smart, um, intuitive and innovative people out there um, working within the education field. Um, and one of the things that I'm excited to see is how those people approach this, because there are going to be people that find a way to use the technology that kids are more and more um, frequently accessing now on an everyday basis. And they're going to find a way to use that more effectively than a lot of these students would normally be collaborating or communicating in person. So I'm excited to see how people aspire to this challenge. But I do think for a lot of students, it's, it's going to be very, very difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, using, let's say, for example, a TikTok for some sort of study study mechanism, because I know that TikTok is gaining, gaining more and more, has been gaining more and mm -hmm. more popularity. But <laughs> thank you for the response. I think there is a lot to to say about, let's say, for example, there was there. There was no more going to school, actually physically going to school and being among physical people. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of re research would need to be done. Um, but then again, I would think having to follow groups of students from different backgrounds and different, you know, of different uh, ages and uh, genders and places, not only in the United States, but abroad and having to control for certain factors and so forth and so on. That would be a whole nother, like, I would think decade or two of, re of research to, to answer the following question, right? Which is, which is a more superior form of education, in-person education or remote education? And I think that that is a very important question to ask ourselves, right? Especially in today's environments, not, not only with the whole COVID thing, because this started happening, I mean, right, correct me if I'm wrong, like this started happening before 
this whole COVID thing, um, people started to more and more slowly but surely, you know, go on tech tech mm -hmm. devices, right? There's definitely been an increase not only in communication through technology, but also the use of technology in education over the past uh, five to 10 years has been incredibly expansive. Um, I think one of the difficulties you, you talked about, we're going to find out which is more effective, the online based or the physically based is that's going to differ student from student uh, or student to student. It's uh, it's not going to be the same for everyone. Um, while, for example, you may thrive in person the person that would have been sitting next to you in class may find that they're much more effective at understanding, retaining, and being able to develop as a student through an online-based system. And I think that's going to be one of the difficulties, and that's always one of the difficulties with education, is that everything needs to be individualized and everything needs to work towards the needs of individual students. Um, and I think that's something that one thing that we can take is we can pull things that we do find to be effective for students out of this experience and work on implementing them into our physical or normal um, structure of education. I think in that way, we can best serve our entire student body rather than um, just individual groups. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I, 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 do, I do really enjoy um, how you said, individualized education because you i mean you pretty much hit it right on the nose see smart rd smart rd smart teacher it's really about individualization and you know as a health sciences major taking um uh evidence-based healthcare, mm-hmm. this, this class i'm taking um it you know it mm, there's is this uh uk-based company or sort of program, it's called a a Cochrane. So a Cochrane reviews, right? They, what the whole program algorithm program, I think does is they do their very best to individualize healthcare, right? Or that is the main, or I'm sorry, excuse me. I'm totally butchering. Let's let's start over. Let's start over. Cochrane, right? It's this organization that attempts to use mathematical slash computerized formulas to to oh my gosh, why can't I'm saying to to get the most relevant research articles so that healthcare professionals can can go to these articles and say, okay, well, based on this and this and this factor, this is the best treatment for this specific patient. Mm-hmm. And so th- there was actually this project uh, going on that my health sciences pro- 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 professor, um, uh, uh, Dr. Gagan, he was, he was uh, involving us with, he brought in a, a special guest, a forget her name and I also forget the company she works for bad look but anyways the whole project attempted to try and individualize healthcare as best as possible in order to reduce misallocation mm-hmm. of healthcare dollars 
and to also improve healthcare outcomes. And if we take these principles and apply them to the education world, I think that that's very great. It's very fascinating. But be, be, and, and like the reason why I say that is because with remote learning, there is this individualized aspect of it, right? And so I n- noticed this a few years back, probably like a year and a half or two, or two years back when I was watching a TED Talk. And this, 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 this TED Talk was um, with this one author, uh, Cal, Cal Newport, right? Um, and he was basically saying how this is his opinion. He said, oh, well, we live in an age now where any young teenager who has a smartphone and internet access is n- now feels entitled to their own online mm-hmm. business. And then I took that and, and I took that and I said, oh, okay, well, then, then I was watching uh, a Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you know, yeah. Gary V. He was, he was saying, hilarious guy yeah funny guy hilarious yeah. guy like you follow his content <laughs> funny guy funny guy um and he 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 was saying now he, he was saying now what has happened with mobile phones mobile smartphone technology is now now everybody can be their own boss more so than before because before it was you had you literally need needed to go to a job mm-hmm. you needed to go to a job in order to earn money but now things have kind of changed where you you could make a full-time salary even double a full-time salary meaning like maybe like a hundred thousand dollars a year 120,000 with just your phone and your mm-hmm. laptop right it's it's difficult i think but it's still possible and so that that is why i get so excited is well is because there's more individuality now with 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 technology and and that's just exciting you know the 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 that's exciting so um i do hope that um healthcare not healthcare excuse me education um actions in the future right uh decisions are are made to as best as possible, individualized education. Yeah, I do too. So, I do too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And um, let's see, let's see. Uh, one of the last topics that I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about is um, is in in Worcester yep. Hall, right? You know, we 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 have um. Like we have uh, mainly sophomores, right? And um, you know, it, you know, if if any of my residents come across this this uh, this this podcast recording, um, what is one one uh, sort of like a piece of advice or yeah yeah like what is one piece of advice that that you could tell them to um not only get get over this this covid hump right but 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 then also to to thrive as 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 a college students now approaching their junior and senior years right what's as their sort of like uncle slash dad I definitely definitely their, wouldn't call myself how, 
call myself yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Dad of Lister. Definitely, definitely wouldn't call myself that. Um, that's a that's a really good question. Um, I think my my number one thing, um, and I'll kind of answer it in in two ways. Um, one about how to move through um, this this kind of situation we're in right now um, is really just to trust the process. Um, and I think that's really difficult to do right now. We're in a, in a time where there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, and this is something that people really haven't experienced before. And I would really just urge people to, um, to trust the people that have, have put this process in place and trust that um, there's work going on behind the scenes to support them and, and help them be as successful as possible, um, regardless of their difficulties, which includes um, trusting them to reach out to people if they are having difficulties, whether that be professors, whether that be residential life staff, um, even though we're not still physically in the same space, we're all there to support. Um, and I think making sure that people don't feel like they're isolated, even though they are working remotely, um, is something that's really important to me. Um, so I really stress to anyone is, um, trust that there is still a process going on behind the scenes and you're not out there by yourself um, trying to navigate through this. Um, for the second part of going into their junior year for most of them, some of them will be their second year. Um, I think my, my number one thing is um, really just I, be yourself. I think it's something that I've been really proud to see with our residents this year is that um, we, we have a lot of people that are really uniquely themselves and aren't afraid to show that and display that. Um, and it's been a large part of what made Worcester such a great community um, to work for this year. And I would really encourage them to keep that up. I know um, the closer you get, and again, you can speak to this, the closer you get to that graduation date, the more stressful things can become and the more things can become. Um, but you're never going to get another four years like this where you're around all your closest friends and you're around um, all these amazing people. Um, so really I would, I would encourage them to, to live their life as true to them as they possibly can be, because that's how they're going to get the most enjoyment out of it. Um, that's yeah, that's that, that's that, that's it right there. I can, like, I can attest to that one being the, the sort of like, loud extroverted dude <laughs> of assumptions like i think i've gotten a lot out of it so yeah oh yeah yeah. and and you know you obviously can hear my voice like down the hall it's i will say i will say it's, it's nice funny. not having anyone in that staff office next to my apartment anymore don't hear don't hear any more screaming voices at 1 a.m so that's nice <laughs> yeah yeah and the, and the, you know us obviously talking garbage Con constantly at constantly every constant constant garbage constant garbage yeah that's that's really funny well mr mr zach um it's like it's truly been great uh i think oh, thank you for, you for having me um it's, it's an honor it's an honor oh no of course of course okay oh hey thanks thank you thank you um yeah yeah so in terms of the staff meeting, just really quick um yeah i'm excited you know it's a vir vir virtual mm -hmm. zoom staff meeting like i think it'll be very funny to see everybody again uh shout out to the staff i really miss the staff and um yeah yeah like yeah. i'm excited and uh you know it's one of those things we're just gonna continue trying to 
kind of proceed and figure things out in our own world. But um, thank you again, Drew, for having me on. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And hopefully once, uh, once we move forward through the situation, we can find a time to sit down and do this again in person. Oh yes. No, 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 for sure. For sure. Of course. And, 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 um, you know, I'll be back. Um, like I plan to be no stranger <laughs> to, uh, to Worcester or to Assumption. It's good to hear. So uh, I'll be back to visit like at least once, like at least once. So like, we'll do that. Um, like, like I'll be in the world somewhere. So don't you worry, but, but, but Hey, um, you, you stay healthy, you know, wear the masks <laughs> and follow the rules as best as you can. And, um, yeah, yeah, I will, uh, I will, uh, talk to you soon and I'll see you on we'll see you Monday. Monday. Thanks again, Drew. Bye. Okay. <laughs>